price is always going to be a hurdle, but if you take the time to build the trust value relationships, that hurdle just comes way down low and you can just kind of step over it, right? So it's not uncommon for us to sell a job for four, five, six, seven thousand dollars more than somebody else because I'm bringing more value to the table, right? And typically when you kind of peel back the layers, you quickly see that, look, I'm not doing what all these other people are doing. I'm doing way more and that's why I'm more expensive, right? I'm not just changing the equipment out and I'm four, five, six, seven thousand dollars more. I'm, I'm doing a lot of things. And that's the problem with most sales guys today is they just walk in and they're just changing the box, right? And there's no value in just changing the box. So what's up HVAC crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D. Uh, we do have a guest lined up for you guys tonight. Pretty excited about this guest. Um, me and Ryan's been following this guy for a while. Um, just a kind of a mystery, right? A mystery guy. We've been seeing him on Instagram, but we want to know what's going on with him. So um, without further ado, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. There's our, There's our fourth guest. So what's up, HVAC crew? Welcome back again to HVAC R&D. Um, as usual, I'll start with a little uh, shameless self-promotion. So please just make sure you're following us on Instagram at HVAC R&D, as well as on TikTok, Facebook at HVACR&D, and then any other intro or information for that, you can find our link tree in our Instagram. Also, please make sure to follow us on Trade Towns. I know we talk about it every week, but it's a great app just for tradespeople. It's great for the community, great for camaraderie and fostering a big trade family, which we are all about. And we also post a little bit of exclusive content over there that you won't see on any other social media. So go and check us out. I think the crew is over 1300 now, so it's growing steadily. It's very nice. Thanks to everybody for jumping in there and following us and getting on the bandwagon. Also, please make sure you are registered and ready for AHR 2023 in Atlanta. Come join us. In Atlanta, Georgia, February 6th through the 8th, we'll be recording live on the podcast floor in both Pavilion 1 and Pavilion 2. We'll also have some meet and greet sessions, as well as some cool swag giveaways at each each different day. And we've kind of, right now, we've been working with our couple of our partners. We're going to have some completely different giveaways each and every day, so they'll be kind of fun and cool. So you'll get some more info on that as we go through the next couple of months leading into the show. And we'll be on the floor Monday from 4 to 6, Pavilion 1, Tuesday 3 to 4, Pavilion 1, Tuesday 5 to 6, Pavilion 2, and then again Wednesday 3 to 4 in Pavilion 1, closing out the show. And then meet and greets are Monday 3 to 4, Tuesday 4 to 5, and Wednesday 11.30 to 1. 
any other info you can find in the link to the bios on all the social media but now that i've gotten through that i know what you guys are all here for so we do have an excellent guest lined up on the show tonight and you know if you're not ready for the swankiest trade event of the season you certainly will be after tonight so please welcome the man behind the hvac tactical awards a leader amongst trade influencers and the founder of hvac tactical mr ben Poole, to the show welcome sir thank you for being here Appreciate you having me on. What's up, man? It's another day. Grinding, another day. grinding away at this, <laughs> this so-called HVAC trade. That's the truth. Right? <laughs> somebody somebody told me it was a good trade to get in. <laughs> License to print money, they say. Yep. Yeah. yeah, if you run it right, you sure can. That's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what you got? Real quick, a little bit. I mean, I don't. You, you probably don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe not. A little, little background. Me and riding just to get it going. So I'm a. I'm in. Uh, I'm, I work. I'm a manufacturer's rep for the for the Bosch line. So I'm a trainer. So this morning I was up at four, driving three hours away to train some contractors. So um, now I'm in a hotel, and I'm drinking tea, and I'm trying not to fall asleep. Uh, so speaking of grinding away, that's where I'm at. Um, riding, I don't know if you want to give him a little background on you. Yep, so I'm a TM. I've been a, a territory manager for uh, a decade now. I was counter before that. I grew up in a, in a heat and air company. My dad's been a dealer since I was, God, forever. Um, that's all I know what to do. Um, work truck life all the way through school. Worked my way through college and then swore I did not want to crawl in another attic or under a house for a while. So I mm. went into wholesale. Um, I know your pain. But, you know, it's uh, this trade has given me everything I've got in life. So, you know, I have to be very grateful for that. And I had a dad that made sure that I knew how to work, um, which I'm grateful for that, too. So, um, you know, now it's just about trying to get as many people interested in what we do and realize that, you know what, it's a good thing to work with your hands, guys. It's okay. Yeah, man. Trade's a great trade. It's a great trade to be in, provides a great living. Um, it's job security. No matter where you go, you can always find a job. So yep. uh, who, who are you, uh, who do you work for? Like what brand do you rep? So currently I've sold the Root or Rainline pretty much forever. Um, mm-hmm. And then I've sold kind of some other ones here and there, depending on what we've had at different times. Um, but I've been, uh, in a lot of ways, I'll say born, bred, and rude fed for quite a long time. I was raised um, in a very predominant, uh, a very heavy, uh, ream dominated uh, area. Nice, yeah. So, same here, right? I got out of school. I I, I uh, went to work for a guy. Just me and him. We put in Goodman for about a month, and then he we picked up the the rude line, and 
pro partner in Atlanta. So it's kind of nice going back down there for AHR, but, um, which is Reams hometown. So, uh, yeah, that was my, I, I've put in a lot of rude equipment and then I end up be actually becoming a rude tech support for about five years. So, um, and that was kind of how this ended up starting to, yeah. So me and Ryan worked together, you know, he was a salesman and at a branch and I was tech support. So, um, yeah, very, very familiar with the Ream Rude product, which, you know, still, still a good solid, solid it's, product. It's a good product. It's been around for a long time. It's tried and true. They're not going anywhere. That's for sure. Right. So, um, so yeah, so give us a little bit on you, man. Uh, I was going to say, tell you real quick. Um, we dabble in Bosch. Um, so if I ever okay. have some issues, I'll reach out. Hey, that's, that's but, uh, me now, it's, man. <laughs> it's been pretty solid for us. Uh, it's been a pretty good product. So I'm kind of impressed with it, but, um, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I was born and raised in this industry, so um, I've kind of on the residential side and light commercial side. I've, I've kind of done it all. Um, I, I really don't like using that phrase because whenever somebody comes in looking for a job and they say, well, I've done it all, that's the first red flag, right? <laughs> so, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've run several companies. I've had a couple companies um, currently in a company now in Austin, Texas uh, that I'm I'm about ready to, to exit. Um, so okay. we're, we're working on that, but, um, yeah, man, I mean, lots of changes. 2022 for me has been a, it just, it's been my walking through the fire, uh, which means 2023 is going to be super epic for me. So, nice. um, yeah, I'm just, uh, you know, trying to keep it together. <laughs> Cause right. it, that feeling. It, it's been <laughs> wild, man. It's been a wild ride. So, but, uh, but no, man, uh, you know, just staying busy, uh, between my, between my work and the tactical brand. Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm going all the time. So. I'm sure. So I don't know if you looked, we, we do have, uh, you know, we do have some notes up here and before we get too deep in everything, we do have to go over with what we're drinking. Um, I've kind of already let mine slip. Yeah. You let that one out of the bag. I know. So. We always like to start the show, you know, maybe with a beer or something. You don't have to drink alcohol on the show. We'll, we'll usually cover that at some point. Um, so are you drinking on anything, Ben? You bring anything to the table? Sure do. Uh, I got, uh, I'm drinking lemonade. Oh, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> there there's you a, go. There's a store chain here in Texas called HEB, and uh, it's a very wholesome company and everything that they make that's branded HEB is a, it's a, it's just a stellar product, man. Um, very wholesome company, great culture. Nice. And they have probably the best lemonade that I've ever had. So yeah, better nice. than Chick-fil-A, better than Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Sweet. I'll have to check yeah. that out. All right, Ryan, what you got? Well, uh, I'm glad I brought another meal in a can. <laughs> or I guess more maybe it's more of a snack in a can, I guess I should say. I guess I'll drink alone tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Liquid pork chop. Oh, oh man. God, don't <laughs> go down that, that road. So I was just in Texas back in October. Um I was in Fort Worth for a training class at the uh the ILC right there in um just north of the airport for Re. And we went to this little bar called Chill which you probably know where it is or you've heard of it at some point. Um, and they gave us what was called a pork chop shot. Oh, I'm yeah, blaming I'm Dennis. I'm blaming Casey for this one. Yep. 
How was it? Um, well, it was interesting. So it was Tawaka with a lemon doused in Worcestershire. Yeah. And it sounds Tawaka? awful. It I, does sound I don't awful. even know. Some <laughs> kind of brown liquor. I don't know if it was a tequila uh, or or a bourbon or a whiskey, but it was altogether weirdly. It does kind of taste like a pork chop, but sounds like heartburn. Oh, it was rough, dude. <laughs> it was rough. Huh. Uh, at least oh. it was. At least there was no chunks in it. No, thank God. So, <laughs> um, trying to forget that memory tonight. I'm drinking a sour drop sour ale from Cabarrus Brewing, which is a brewery that is maybe three miles from where i live but sun drop is huge where we are so this is kind of their take on a sun drop and a sour ale mm. very nice yeah i'm not a big i'm not a big ale guy i'm not a big ipa guy if i drink beer I'm, which i don't do it often it's going to be like a dos Equis. i'm t- i'm typically a bourbon guy so if i'm okay. drinking i typically have bourbon We've definitely had some bourbon shows. We've had sure some bourbon shows, and then uh, I'm pretty much outside of I've thrown I've thrown a monkey wrench in for Dennis the last two weeks, bringing uh, something interesting. But typically, I drink a Modelo about every single show. Yeah, Modelo. Um, that's, a, that's a good beer good. too. So what did uh, what an HVAC God was he? He he had a nice bourbon, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I'm trying to remember what it was. Was it Whistle Pig? Maybe. <sighs> There's nothing that no, Keith does remember. that's right. <laughs> There's like low end. Half you know what I mean? About I'm, that guy. I'm no. pretty sure it was a really nice bourbon. Everything he does positive. is first class. That's just the way Keith rolls. I yep. love that. I love his brand, man. That logo, the whole, the whole deal. It's uh, the trucks. The trucks I love, all blacked out. Yeah, he's got a pretty good um, little operation running. Um, yeah, I, I went out to California and saw him, and he's he's good people, man. Oh yeah, we had so we ended up making the show was two plus hours long with him. It was close to three and a half. It was we all got hours. pretty hammered on the show, and it just got better and better. So I ended up chopping it up into two one hour shows. Like we go. put one out one week and one the next. But yeah, great time with him. Um, all right, so just you know, little general discussion here. What have you been up to as far as tactical awards and you know if you don't want to yeah let anything out of the bag some more of that too but it's classified yep oh g13 (laughs) (laughs) no man it's uh i mean there's a lot of moving parts any anytime you're planning an event like this i mean it's like down to where are the tables being placed what color are the tablecloths how many people are we sitting at the tables What's right. the pathway people are walking? Which door are they coming into in, into the building? I mean, there's just things that you would never even I, think I about, say, right? It's like yeah, that's what I was gonna say. More than you ever thought you could get questioned about in your life, I'm sure. Hundred percent. And so, you know, I'm more like, what's the live stream gonna look like, right? How are we How are we rolling these commercials when we announce the uh, nominees? Are we gonna have somebody announce it out of the with, verbally, or are we gonna have it played on a on a video, right? Coming oh, yeah. through the projectors and, and the live stream. So like, these are all things that I'm thinking about. Not like how many people are sitting at a table and what color are the tablecloths? Like, <laughs> I don't, I just don't think about that stuff, you know? 
So yeah, kind of like we do on a wedding, right? Yeah, when we plan weddings with our wife. Yeah, and the crazy I, thing is, it's like just like a wedding, right? You plan, you spend all this money, you spend all this time, and the the day for the wedding comes and goes, and it's done, right? That's it. And this is the same thing. This is not a two day event. It's not a three day event. This is like five hours, right? Five hours. We're gonna get together. We're gonna have a great time. We're gonna have some drinks. We're gonna have some dinner. We're gonna have some awards, and then it's done. And this was. A crap ton of planning for for five hours. <laughs> for five you know? hours. Yeah. Now you got somebody helping you with any of this? I mean, you got what kind of team you got helping you with this? Yeah, we got the solder weld team in the background, um, really helping okay. and, and pulling some stuff, uh, you know, just behind the curtain type stuff. Um, you know, right. they deal a lot with the vendors and, you know, getting all the little things moving, but, you know, they're constantly coming back and asking questions. And I'm like, I really don't care about that. Like, just make a decision and let's go, you know? Um, right. but other stuff I'm like, yeah, we need to, we need to revisit this. We need to redesign this. And we're, we're working right now on a magazine. Um, everybody who attends the event is going to get like an event magazine. And inside that magazine, it's going to have some articles and some pictures of guys in HVAC tactical swag. Um, it'll have the, the award winners from last year. Um, all the sponsors okay. will be in there. Like, it's going to be a really cool, really cool thing that kind of, you know, kind of, if you will, kind of idolizes these guys who their faces are in these magazines, right? Because it's in print, it's on paper, like it's there forever, right? And so, right. yeah, um, it's going to be really cool though, uh, but we're working on it and trying to make sure that it comes out, you know, top notch and trying not to half-ass anything on this stuff. So. Yeah, I seen the, uh, I, I watched your video walking through that ballroom. That thing is massive. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. It's a beautiful it looks- place. So where's that at exactly? That is from there downtown Atlanta. It's called Southern Exchange Ballrooms, and it is um, off uh, Peachtree Street. Yep. So, and it's uh, used to be an old Macy's department store. I guess it's it's not really. I was gonna say it's not really far from from where AHR is, and I think it was only like maybe two-tenths of a mile further away from our airbnb than than the show was when i was looking at it so it's not bad either okay yeah you could yeah it's really central all the hotels are central like it's not out of the way by any means so so that's where i did all my service and install work was in atlanta okay that's a good good climate for hvac yeah and you know you get around the little outskirts of downtown man there's some really nice places i mean it's a little rough on the traffic. I mean, it was then. I ain't been there in probably five, six years. But um, as far as doing service work, man, I mean, I'd work at Steve Harvey's house, you know, one day. And then that next call would be a single wide trailer. I mean, yeah. you just get you get everything in that and town. And he did actually work at Steve Harvey's house. Well, that I, I believe a you. random joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, once we got in that loop, man, we were, we were, uh, you know, when you start doing service at a guy like that's how, you know, next, next Chipper Jones. And then, um, you just get in that loop, you know? Yeah. We serviced the neighbor to Matthew McConaughey here in Austin. And I was like, can we get an intro here? Like, you know, I'd like to meet the guy number one, but I'd like to, you know, be his HVAC guy too. So yeah, no joke. But, uh, yeah, that just never happened. But they were telling us stories about him and his wife and his kids at the, you know, neighborhood picnic and stuff like that. Oh, I bet that's a hoot. Yeah. 
Oh, McConaughey. Yeah, there's I mean, there's famous people everywhere, right? And the best oh, yeah. the best famous people are the people who just act like regular people. Yeah. So that was Steve, right? That was Steve Harvey. He would like come out there and see me sweatpants, you know, baseball hat. Um all his kids I thought was neat. All his kids were respectable, good handshake. You know, they all have to go to college before they go to work for him or he puts them into something, you know, but they all have to finish college. Um, but yeah, real, real down to earth guy. Just don't dick him around. Right. right. <laughs> like, uh, he, he, you know, we actually got, got the gig with him, um, through a, through a contractor. It was like, Hey, I need you guys to run a bunch of line sets. And, uh, we got to move these outdoor units. Of course, he had eight three-ton units, right? So we had to move them all around the side of the house. And I don't know, $2,000 worth of just line sets uh, moving around. And Steve was out there one day, and I met him, and he said, man, y'all are, y'all are a little expensive on this little project here. And I was like, well, I mean, a couple grand isn't that bad for what we're doing. And he's like, oh, well, he charged me like 6500 for this. And I'm like, hey, that's not on me. So the next day, that contractor <laughs> was fired. <laughs> like literally, you know, he was just tripling everything because it was Steve Harvey. And, uh, you know, well, he was out on that. So he got my card and that was it. I was his HVAC guy after that. So yeah, sometimes um, it doesn't take much to earn somebody's respect. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, so, sometimes you just got to be honest. Yeah, not not fun doing service out there, man. Not gonna lie, not fun. There's shit everywhere. Units all over the place. <laughs> I um, hear you. Yeah, but, and uh, we actually. Uh, you mentioned like single wide trailers. Like I, I refuse to work on mobile homes. So just, I will drive by a mobile home on a service call and just opt out. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just, yeah, I just never had good luck, man. Now. You know, we would rip everything out and put a package in it in and put all new ductwork. Even then, like when I used to live in Arizona, <laughs> we mean. used to do that all the time. Um, but I just now it's kind of like I've decided in as a contractor, like who I want to be in the industry and right. working on mobile yep. homes is not that. So I don't want right. to be that guy. There's plenty of other guys and there's nothing wrong with it, but there's plenty of other guys who are willing to take that job. It's just not the job that I want to take. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a, done that. it's a change out, just like anything. You know, if you're that guy, it's fine. I mean, yeah, I couldn't stand working on those things, man. Jeez. Yeah, there's just, I mean, you never, there's only so many obstacles you can overcome. I mean, static pressures is a freaking nightmare on those things. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, just, we did, a, <laughs> have you guys ever heard of AeroSeal? Yep. Yep. So oh, we, yeah. we use a lot of AeroSeal, and before I moved to Texas, I lived in Arizona, and we used a lot of AeroSeal there. Well, I remember we were aerosealing this double wide manufactured home and I wouldn't call it a trailer because it was a nice manufactured home, but right. we were doing a package unit outside, doing duct underneath. We went ahead and aerosealed. We're standing in the kitchen while the aeroseal is taking place and the linoleum on the kitchen floor starts swelling up like a, like a balloon. <laughs> and, and I was just like, turn the machine off, turn the machine off. But it was it was one of those things where we were just like, dude, this is why we didn't we just don't want to work on this stuff anymore, you know? So No. Yeah, when I'm when I'm doing like when I'm doing my boss training, right, and I'm like, all right, this air handler can go downflow it 
everybody in the room's like, oh, so mobile home? Like, no, just downflow. <laughs> like, don't put this in a mobile home. Um, put in a mobile home air handler, right? Put in something that's designed for that. Yeah, I run into that a lot, but. Um, so, you know, I so, used to do training for an OEM for about four years. Okay. Yeah, I trained for Linux for about four years. I'm sorry. There you go. Man, <laughs> Linux, uh, yeah, just, I say off the record, but this is on the record. But, yeah, Linux is taking a beating here lately. They are, man. You know, it's funny, because, uh, so about a year and a half ago, I left Linux, who I had been with for, not on the training side, but just as a contractor, right? I was right. pushing Linux equipment for a long, long time. And uh, I knew the equipment forwards and backwards, side to side. And um, we ended up leaving and going to Carrier. And uh, it's funny, Carrier guys started, like, mouthing off about how leaky Linux coils were, right? And I just gave them this, like, sideways <laughs> look. And I'm like, I think you guys have forgotten that you guys have been, like, the king of coil leaks for, like, 20 years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it was uh, pretty funny. They didn't have much to say after that. But, um, but yeah, Linux is definitely, you know, I don't think it's the product so much as it, I mean, they're having a leaky coil problems, but it, it's not so much the product as it is the, the culture of the companies be just shifting, man. And I don't know if it's just right. the leadership that's just trying to take things in a different direction, but that's why I left. So Yeah, I remember in Atlanta uh, dealing with Parts Plus, right, Linux Parts Plus. When we first got started, we did, um, you know, home warranty. He picked that up. It was just me and him. And, of course, we realized real fast that was not very fun. But um, they used Linux. And I had, you know, if we had a coal change out, that was in back then when you could just swap an evaporator out, you know, piston or whatever. And we had to that we had to get Linux. That's what the home warranty people used. And, uh I mean, some of these coal sizes they had were just nuts. Like the length of them, you know what I mean? You got a well, horizontal application. They were just crazy you know, long. Was, I mean, like, they were king of efficiency for, you know, a decade, right? And right. and they achieved that by having super large coils. Right. So, you know, I mean, look at their packaging. Was their 15 sear package units, when they first came out with those, you could shade the side of your house with those things. You know what I mean? They were massive. <laughs> but... Yeah, I think uh, yeah, with the new changes coming, man, the equipment is, uh, there's a lot going on. This episode of HVAC R&D is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, Trade Crew, unlike the equipment we install each and every day, life doesn't come with an install guide. As tradespeople, we work in a fast-paced and ever-changing industry, and it's normal to sometimes feel overwhelmed or stressed. And it's not just you. We all have difficult things happen in life, and you are not alone. Whether it's trying to figure out how far you can stretch the only 10 boxes of flex you could get from your supplier, maybe you're looking at changing your job, having a career change, or perhaps you're becoming a spouse or a new parent, encountering any challenge in life can make you feel unsure. There are all kinds of things that are happening in everyone's lives all the time. As installers, for example, we're taught to properly put equipment into service with all the necessary accessories and fail-safes in place from float switches to surge protection to help safeguard that system for your customer against all the things that could potentially go wrong during its lifetime. Why not put that much thought into protecting your own mental health from the rigors of your life? Therapists are the trade professionals of the mind. They're trained to help you figure out the causes of conflicting and challenging emotions 
and to help you learn productive coping strategies, making therapy the closest thing to a factory tour of the most important piece of equipment in our lives, our brains. We're constantly in front of new people with new scenarios each and every day, and it's natural to sometimes feel overwhelmed and out of place. We want you to know that therapy is a positive thing. It's okay to not be okay. It's okay to ask for and to seek out professional advice and guidance. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched over 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. It's affordable, and once you sign up, you just fill out their brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. And if your polarity is off with your therapist, you can easily switch to a new one at any time at no cost to you. Trade crew, I'm telling you, access to therapy cannot be simpler. There's no traffic, no waiting rooms, no endless searching for the right therapist, no awkward feeling while you're filling out paperwork in an office. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash HVACRND. That's betterhelp.com slash HVACRND. That's ten percent off at BetterHelp.com slash HVACRD. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts to the whole industry right now. I think it's a good change. To me, it looks like a good change. I don't know, Some man. Brand. I think R22 is one of the best refrigerants ever made, man. So <laughs> I just oh I, yeah, I miss the old days. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely. I, I tell guys every day in class, I'm like, man, I wish I was training in like the '90s. That would have been a gravy train. Especially yep. if you knew what you know now, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, the the product I'm training on, I mean, it's it's a lot going on. I mean, if you really dive into it, you know, it's not beer can cold with a piston. That would have been great to train with that. But well, the other thing too, if you look back in '80s and '90s, it wasn't the price war that it is now. Everyone was like, "Here's a fair price. Let's go to market and let's all make money." Right. And now it is literally just. No matter who you are, you are nickled and dimed to death. Yeah, to a point that I never imagined it would get to. Like, I mean, I remember what it was when I started as a TM ten years ago, and I thought it was rough then. Holy so, crap! So I have a it's different insane. take on that um, because I what I taught for what I did the training for Lennox, I actually taught their sales class, and um, because that's what I do every day. I mean, I'm in sales, and you know, if right. you if you take the time to build value trust and relationships overcoming price is is a lot easier to do than if you don't take the time to build those three things oh i completely agree with that so price is always going to be a hurdle but if you take the time to build the trust value relationships that hurdle just comes way down low and you can just kind of step over it right so it's not uncommon for us to sell a job for four, five, six, seven thousand dollars more than somebody else because I'm bringing more value to the table, right? Yep. And typically when you kind of peel back the layers, you quickly see that, look, I'm not doing what all these other people are doing. I'm doing way more and that's why I'm more expensive, right? I'm not just changing the equipment out and I'm four, five, six, seven thousand dollars more. I'm I'm doing a lot of things. And that's the problem with most sales guys today is they just walk in and they're just changing the box, right? And right. there's no value in just changing the box. You know, what you're going to get is you're going to get that, that price shopper every time. They're just, hey, who's got the better price? Because all you're doing is changing the box, right? And so you gotta just, you just got to be different, man. you got to differentiate yourself. In well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from the different position, though, because I'm dealing with contractor, not homeowner. So even at the same point, 
there comes a point where no matter what, there is a price difference that some people, no matter what, can't overcome or can't understand why they should or shouldn't overcome it. So there's always going to be a little bit of that difference there. Margins are tighter on the contractor to distributor than the contractor to homeowner in a lot of ways. Yeah, I can see that. So Ben, what, what really drives you towards a certain brand? Like what are some like three or four things that, you know, like you say, you went from Linux to carrier. So, you know, what are, what are you looking for there as a contractor? So about 90% of everything that I sell is inverter driven. So, okay. which is why I like the Bosch stuff. Right. Um, and so, you know, if you look at, and it's funny cause I just had a meeting with my carrier TM uh, last week and he goes, you know, I remember when we first sat down and you were like, yeah, everything I sell, you know, 90% is inverter driven. And he goes, dude, I hear that all the time from a lot of people. Right. And then a year in, we go back and we look at the numbers and nope, you sold single stage 17 seer, 16 seer, <laughs> whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. he goes, he goes, you're one of the few, man, that actually sell 90% of inverter driven systems. And so it's, it's interesting to see, um, for me, it's not about efficiency, right? Like I don't sell jobs based on SEER rating or based on efficiency. For me, that's just the icing on the cake, right? And I right, paint right. that, I paint that as a picture to the homeowner of, Hey, that's just the icing on the cake. That's not why you want to buy it and why you want to buy it. It's just going to give you greater comfort, greater control. Uh, in some cases, better dehumidification, um, super quiet operation and, Oh, and by the way, it's really efficient, right? And so right. Uh, for me, it's um, you got to have an inverter, which a lot of manufacturers have really been late to the table with inverters. Ooh, that's true. So, and yes. I mean, and, and for good reason, right? I mean, if you can't perfect it, then don't bring it to market. You know? That's right. So, um, but people think, you know, like these old school guys are like, oh, you don't want that, that new fancy stuff. You know, the motherboards go bad. And then I, I go, well, let me guess that guy was probably like 60 years old. And they're like, how'd you know? I go, cause nobody calls them motherboards anymore. <laughs> That's number one. Right. No. no. <laughs> but a lot of these older guys in the, in the old, in the, the, you know, past generation, they're just afraid of the technology and they're afraid of change. And that's why they're being left behind they're, The industry is just passing them right by because they're not taking the time to educate themselves and, and try to stay on top of what's what. So for me as a manufacturer, I want to have access to an inverter line. Right. And then yeah. I want to start looking at, well, how is it built? When I, when you put it down on the ground and I have to like walk it on a pad or across a yard or something like, how does it feel? Does it crinkle and crackle? As I'm doing that, can yep. you hear everything, you know, and that was one of the things I loved about Linux is Linux was just such a stout unit. It was just such a well-built piece of hardware. Right. And I, I really feel the, the Achilles heel, if you will, for Linux, for me anyway, was that damn 30 thermostat. And it wasn't the thermostat itself. It was the software that ran the thermostat. I think the S30 thermostat from Linux is probably the sexiest thermostat on the market. But if yep. your software that runs it is crap, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't like. matter. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're talking about coming to market, right? That software, these these big box brands, I say, you know, Carrier Train, Ream, they're still having trouble with that. Well, that's they because they're not streamline this stuff. Here's the thing: manufacturers do one thing really, really well. Manufacture. 
Yep. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And, and so I mean, they say. So yeah. so our six to our six month to nine month lead time say. Right. Right. <laughs> and everything else is just really subpar. I mean, they're they're farming out everything, right? And yep. so they're reliant on all these other guys who don't know anything about anything about HVAC. And it's just kind of like, well, we need it to do this and we need the formula to do this and we need it to register this number on the screen. And it's like some of that stuff is it's so in the weeds. It's like get rid of all that stuff. Nobody cares. Nobody needs it. And if you do, right. if you can even adjust it, what does it even do? Like nobody tech support can't even tell you what that does. And if, no. if they can't tell you what it does, then why is it even on the screen? So, <laughs> yep. yeah, I mean, there's. You know, if I, if I could go in and buy a major OEM manufacturer tomorrow, dude, look out. I mean, there would be there would be some serious. Um, well, it's so let's talk stuff. about that. Like, why isn't there anybody like us in these places? It's a big because we a, pissed too a, many people off too right? quick. Well, it's a good old boys club, number one, right? Like, I know. yeah, you got these guys who are like, "Well, I sell Carrier," and the other guy goes, "Well, I sell Goodman," and you're like, <laughs> "F you, buddy!" Right? Like, it's just like this, yeah. like this war. <laughs> but what you don't realize yeah. is like Lennox and and Goodman and you know Dykin and and Carrier, they're all probably sitting in the same club, drinking scotch and smoking cigars together, talking about all of us. You know, right. I mean? <laughs> think they all have the same <laughs> level of increases about the same time every single time. Because if one goes up, they're all going up because they're all just a bunch of buddies. They just don't want to admit it. Yeah. I don't know. And there's probably somebody from Carrier or somebody's going to be like, that's not true at all. And they're going to get all crazy. It's like, dude, just relax. I don't I don't really know. I'm just spitballing here, right? But at the end of the day, um, I think that we as, as contractors and as kind of, you know, the lower spectrum of HVAC, if you will, right? If you're looking at it from oh, kind yeah. of a hierarchy. Um I think we have the capability. If we were to pull together, we could buy a manufacturer and we could really make some changes. The problem is, is that most of HVAC guys in our kind of world, they don't think like us, right? No, they're just no. technicians. They just want to go fix stuff and go home. That's it. So yeah. for me, and that's I, not a knock on the guy that likes to fix stuff and go home. That's not what we're saying. hundred percent. Everybody has to play their role, and at the end of the day, you have to love what you do. And if that's what you love to do, then go do it. That nobody's going to knock you for that, right? But if I could, and I have I have drawings for this, but if I could design a system, I, I try to sit, kind of take a step back. And I say, if Steve Jobs was going to create an air conditioning system, what would it do? What would it or look Tesla. like? Tesla. <laughs> yeah, well, Tesla's coming or, uh, out with Elon. a heat pump. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious to see when that's going to happen. Yeah, I actually sent them about a year ago. I sent them a, an e um, email asking if I could be on the team to develop that, but never got a response. It's probably going to be pretty badass, I'm just going to say. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I would think it would be, you know, unless he just gets a bunch of the same guys we're just talking about to help him. I don't think that's his style, but... Um, Kind of yeah, you gonna, know, is it gonna have like a turbo heat and turbo cool mode, kind of like the car has the <laughs> what is it like the well, crazy know, the, fast the mode the or whatever it's called? Have a pretty incredible filtration system, right? Yeah, that's where it all spawned from, right? I'm thinking. Yeah, so I mean, if I don't know, man. I mean, I think our industry is really far behind where it really should be. Because the yep. only time our industry takes a step forward is when the government comes in and goes, okay, guys, come on, we need to step up another point on the SEER rating. 
and it's like as if seer rating is the most important thing you know it's it's just so ass back yeah that's so that's hard training for me right yeah i I did a long you know i did a four-hour class today i got two tomorrow and you know bosch has the 15 seer product that they're raving about and it's a full 100 percent inverter product (laughs) so it's the dumbest thing to to put a 15 sear sticker on it it's it's so hard to try to train on that and explain to that and you know the price is down there but and i'll calculate sear i was talking on the last show right i'll calculate sear just right then in the room um we'll take the btus and 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 do watts and it's pulling like 28 29 sear just sitting there running sear rating is a crap number I know. Right. And I, if yep. you could lift the curtain and see how SEER rating is actually done, and that's what SEER 2 is definitely, you know, going to help. Or like they came out with the IEER, and that's going to help better. Yep, that made way better sense for commercial. Yeah. But when you start looking at yeah, we're things. we're getting there. And you start looking at things like, you know, this, this thing was tested in a laboratory in ideal conditions with a perfect installation, perfect refrigerant charge, perfect ductwork. It's like, dude, what house is that? That doesn't it's exist. Not, it's no house. Exactly. Ever. Yeah. So it's like you yeah, go I mean, and moving to 0.5 static is, is a good start. Agreed. But once again, look what year it is. Like, yeah, we're, we're so behind. Um, you know, when I'm training on this, these products, anybody, you know, today, this morning, anybody ever put in any, you know, inverter product? One guy raises his hand with 25 people in the room. I mean, that's a problem. It's a problem. To me, that's Especially a problem. Especially since Carrier brought out a residential inverter back in 2009, 2010, right? So right. it's not like it's new. And inverters in mini splits have been out forever. I mean, the 80s. <laughs> yeah. Well, late 70s is when they yeah. started tinkering with them, but they couldn't get them to work right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy, man. You know, but what's after inverters? What comes next? Is anybody working? Yeah, I mean, on that? does the refrigeration loop change? I mean, does that change ever? I don't. <laughs> I can't wrap my mind around that, but I don't think it changes. Yeah, I uh, just you know that. I just look at it and I go, you know, if we've waited this long to bring inverters to the, to market, what comes after inverters? <laughs> and I, I, I don't. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but if, is anybody working on that? Right. And I don't think right. anybody is. I think everybody Elon. just conceded. Every, maybe, you know? Yeah, maybe. And he's here in Austin, too. So, you know, we'll see. Well, and like you said, you know, with so many people waiting so long to go inverter, and then we're watching, you know, right now there's Ream Room, or Ream Rude kind of completely redesigned, but they still didn't really go the inverter path at all. Well, how long did it take? I, I honestly, th- well, honestly they have thought an they inverter, would. Right? They do, but you've got to go even in the new platform you got to go all the way to the top to get to it everything else is just staged yeah. twin rotary stuff yeah they've had inverter um, for a, yeah, they, a while and honestly six, and, they're, and they're yeah they're top well no they had two stage they didn't go to true inverter until new Not platform six, like the redesign, new platform 13 14 yeah. That's right. Well, they even um, had uh, like two compressors in those condensers back in. They like, did in some, yeah. 2015, 2016, something like that. Yep, like the UASLs and some of the other stuff that were they were coming out in 12 and 13. Now, when they went true inverter with the UA20s and UP20s, they were 
all single compressor. I think the last twin compressor unit was like a UASL, which is the 18 Sears. Yeah, I, and see that was all that change. Those were variable speed scrolls, right? Yep. Which, you know, I don't know. Not, not a huge fan. Yeah, but I've um, been saying for years, like, why do we still have single stage air conditioners? Oh, and everyone's keeping them. Yeah. Right. Why? Why do everyone's keeping them? Because <laughs> guys are lazy, man. I, I'm telling you, and like, this is, and this is, firsthand because I, I go all I do all day long is call on other con on contractors and the majority of the time like a lot of them just one they don't know how to sell and you can work with them and you can help their sales guys and you can do a lot from time to time but the majority of them will just fall back in that habit of well the single stage system was the cheapest one so I sold price because I just needed the work to do so that's what we did well, if you and, look at like f forward back to where I said, if I could buy an OEM, yeah. right? One of the first things I would do is get rid of single stage equipment. We don't even make it anymore. You can't, can't get it anymore. Right. This is where right. Bosch kicks in. Dude, an inverter driven 15 seer. That's genius. Yeah. No as, long as, it's, as long as yeah, it's, it's gonna, right. Right. It's going to mess the market. It's, price, up, it's price, price. one of the things I don't like about Bosch though, is they don't make an 80% furnace. Right. Well, they did, and nobody wanted to pay for it. <laughs> it was like astronomical. Um, and they don't do a gas pack either. They don't want to mess with that market. Um, but so they I, did have an 80, I was told. But give it five years, and we're not going to be able to put 80s in in the South anymore anyway. So it's coming. Yeah, I think it was, you yeah, know, it was like 28. 28's going to get rid of it. Which, I mean, now I grew up in the mountains of North Carolina, and I'll be honest, I never put an 80% in furnace in my entire career. Yes, I, Atlanta I didn't even realize what an 80% furnace was until I went to wholesale and was selling them um, in South Carolina. And see, that's the thing, though, right? Is because wherever you're based out of, right? Geographically, anyway, like yep. that's going to dictate what you put in. I grew up in Southern mm -hmm. Arizona. 80% gas furnaces was it. I don't think I ever touched a 90% gas furnace right. until... Because you turn your furnace on what? Twice a year? Yeah. <laughs> so, And if you're not running uh, your air conditioner, you're running your evaporative cooler. You know? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Georgia was huge. Georgia's huge, 80%. That's a huge market for them. Um, So let's get in a little I'm bit on say, your yeah, social media. Tactical. Yeah, let's... Tactical talk. I like we, it. We, we took a big left turn back there. That's all good, though. That's, that's all right. What, well, I told you that's why we have to have notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know we could tech talk all night. I mean, um, and I don't, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, poor contractors. We're working, man. We're trying to get them where they need to be. Um, so, well, yeah, social media-wise, man, what do you Yeah, so we kind of went down the pipeline? Yeah, we went path to HVAC, but uh, I guess let us know how you got into the social media game since you're several years ahead of us getting into this. Well, dude, there's like, a what, lot of What people. made you turn that way? So, when I moved from Arizona to Texas, um, I... I've been videotaping, like videoing on phones and taking pictures of my work for, for years and years, right? So I had this library of just stuff. And so when I started, when I moved to Texas, I started a company here with my dad. Um, we started, I started looking into social media and stuff like that. And I was, at the time I was following this guy on YouTube who was a pilot because I'm a pilot. 
and uh, I was like, man, this guy is like really well known. He's got this great YouTube channel. He, um, the the manufacturer of that aircraft that he flies takes him to like uh france and you know they do all kinds of stuff bring him to the factory and all kinds of stuff and i thought man i kind of want to be i want to be an hvac on social media the way that this guy is for aviation on youtube right and and so i was like you know man i i think i want to i'm going to start jumping into this and as i i jumped into like instagram and stuff like that and i quickly realized like dude i'm way late to the table because (laughs) there's a bunch of dudes already on here who are killing it you know right so we feel your pain (laughs) but what i realized was that um it's a community right it's not a race it's not a competition it's not a hey we're better than you and you know you don't belong here it's a family it's a community and whenever i had the idea of starting hvac tactical and i kind of jumped on which was like october of like i think i started hvac tactical in in 18 october of 18 um because before that i just had a personal instagram that i did a lot of stuff on and um and it was kind of like I was a little scared, but a lot of people were like, dude, we love this, you know, and like it just the, the support started just coming in again. It's a community. Right. And yep. uh, and that's how it started, man. So, you know, as long as you're not here, like people are on, on uh, Facebook to just like talk shit and ruffle feathers, then you'll be fine. Right. Um, right. Where Instagram is more like, hey, man, I wouldn't have done it like that. And this is why. Like, you should just think about that. You know what I mean? As opposed to, like, your mother should have never birthed you. You're a waste of flesh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm always, uh, yep. you, you know, you got to be careful dipping into the comments. I mean, you never yeah, know what you're going to get out of there. It's crazy, man. But, um, but, yeah, social media has changed the game for sure. Um, and that's one of the things we're doing in uh, at AHR. I'm actually moderating a panel for them uh, talking about social media. So, yeah, I see. I've seen yep, you I got that about listed that. down there too because I know you've got about half of them have been on our show. The other ones we haven't met yet, but we we will get there. Yeah, they're yeah, all some great of them been on there twice. I think. Yeah, some of them. Jess, I know we've had on there a couple times. Yep. Um, yeah, I think it's it's funny you say that about Facebook and and people ripping. Um, I listen to a golf podcast. I'm a big golfer and foreplay, you know, Barstool Sports, they were talking the other day and um, one of them's mom called him and was like, you know, I was looking at this Instagram post you put on there today. Are you feeling okay? And he's like, yeah, why? why?" She's like, I mean, there's like 2000 people saying that you suck on here. (laughs) And he's like. Oh yeah, mom. You know, it's just what it is. It's it's no big deal. She's like, you sure? I mean, that's that's pretty rough. You know, so haters are gonna hate, mom. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you start looking at them comments, you're like, holy Here's crap! Thing, but though, right, is that if you if you really take some time and you dig into comments and the people leaving the comments, it's always the people who talk the most shit or the people who have a private profile say that they do HVAC, but they don't post anything about HVAC. That's right. Right? So it's kind of like, so do I really care about what you say or what you think? Not really, dude, because you're kind of a nobody, right? Like, <laughs> right. And, and I don't mean that in like a super negative way. Like you're a nobody. I mean, you're obviously a somebody, but you know, it's just like when it comes to like HVAC and the social media, like if you're not willing to put your own stuff out there for people to look at, 
then just keep your mouth shut. There's nothing That's for right. you here, you know? So, and then whenever people like want to throw comments at my stuff and it's like, so they take whatever I said completely out of context or they don't understand what I said. I just kind of go clearly this brand is not for you. Right. Like feel right. free to hit the unfollow button. Like you're not going to hurt my feelings at all. Yeah. You know, I've had to tell several people that and people are like, man, I can't believe you tell people to unfollow you dude all day long. I would rather have 50% of the following that I have right now. I'd rather have 50% of them who are just like down to earth, you know, salt of the earth, just doing great craftsmanship, passionate about the trade as opposed to filling the other 50% with just a bunch of people who just are kind of half-assing it. Right. So. Yep. Totally agree. Um, I was trying to think of what I was going to, Oh, so what's the, uh, Ryan's got on here. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what his wife can wear to this, uh, <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> dude, Kristen has sent me, I, I think Kristen's trying to turn this into the Met Gala, which I'm sure you will appreciate. Um, <laughs> Which, I mean, technically, I think that's kind of the, that's, that would be the overall plan, I would think. Like, HVAC Tactical Awards is, you know, future to be like the Oscars of HVAC. You can see that. Yeah, what's yeah. the dress code on this thing? Yeah. I looked at some I mean, pictures. I, I know it's blue collar goes black tie. Uh, so, for me, <laughs> when I explain this to people, the one of the first things I say is I just say, the easiest way for me to explain this is... Uh, we've created the Emmys for HVAC. There you go. And people are like, oh, wow. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, right. uh, it's, it is a black tie affair. I mean, you're going to have guys who don't show up in tuxedos and suits, right? There'll be some guys who just show up in jeans and a nice shirt. Um, I've tried to real hard to tell people don't show up in shorts. Um, but you know, <laughs> it is what it is. And we can make fun. Dang it. We're, we're not gonna, we're not gonna kick you out. Right. But you're going to be out of place. That's for sure. So, um, yeah. HVAC guys aren't typically shorts guys anyway. But he, well, that's not true. HVAC guys wear shorts all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, in the summer I was, uh, as a tech, I did, I did like the shorts. I think we went at one point we did shorts and a polo. I appreciated that in, in Atlanta and attics. Yeah, I just, um, I don't allow my guys to wear shorts at all. It doesn't matter what the temperature is. I just right. don't feel like shorts are professional, professional. in this trade. Yeah. If in I'm, a trade, it does look weird a little bit. If I'm selling boats, <laughs> then great, right? <laughs> but I'm not. I'm, selling, I'm right. selling HVAC systems, and I need to be as professional as I can be. So this, these are not luxury items. These are necessities, but we have to build enough value to get them to buy a better system. So. So, so what was, or what was the topic or, or not the topic, but I guess what made you decide to start the tactical awards? Like what conversation or what prompted like, yeah, let's do that. You can thank Linux for that. Okay. Yeah. Um, basically I would go to these, um, dealer events, right? Every manufacturer has them. Oh, yeah. Um, and yep. you go there and they, meant, so. and they give out awards for like the people who sell the most inverter driven systems mm -hmm. and the most air purifiers yep. and whatever other high priced, you know, top of the line products that they sell. If you sold the most of them, you're going to get an award. You're going to get recognized. Nowhere in those awards ever is there hey, Joe Blow Heating and Air has the best craftsmanship that we've ever seen. We want to give them an award for that. 
Joe Blow Heating and Air has the the lowest warranty ratio of bringing parts back than anybody in in our in our market. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Joe Blow Heating and Air had 300 installations with zero TXV failures and zero compressor failures. You'll never get those, and why? Nope. Because they're not interested in that. They're interested right. in selling products. And I was sitting in the back of the room thinking, man, I sold. I, I feel like I sold a lot of inverter-driven systems. Like, clearly not. I mean, these guys just blew me out of the water, right? Well, I feel like I sold a lot of air purifiers on my jobs, but clearly I didn't sell as many as I thought because these other guys are the ones getting the awards. And so I'm sitting in the back of the room thinking, man, I this is kind of depressing, you know? Like, <laughs> yep. And I said, I, I really feel like I need to do something about this. And so that's what started the HVAC Tactical Awards, where I wanted to give to the people in the trenches doing the work that are perfecting their, or mastering their craft, perfecting their skill, just impeccable craftsmanship, doing the job right, giving back to the community, being a leader, setting a, you know, being the, the trendsetter, trailblazing. Those are the people that I want to recognize, not about how many boxes that you sell. So one of the things that you will never see and never is a long time. So one of the things you will never see is HVAC Tactical giving an award out for somebody who sold the most amount of stuff. Right. So, and yeah, if you, a, if you have a, awards if, for that. If yeah. you have like an applause, uh, you know, little thing, <laughs> that's where you would input that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he has those. I got you. I got you on that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally agree, man. I, I love, uh, I wish I'd have found Instagram. I've said this on the show when I was doing installs. Um, I, I, I remember taking pictures of my work, but then it just, you know, it got lost on the phone. It's just gone. Um, but I just love this community, how these guys can just take pictures of before and after and, you know, 600 people liked it just right then. Yep. It's just incredible, you know, and these are just installers just day in, day out, grinding it out um, or a service guy, you know, doing his thing. And, you know, you're out there on your own, you know, if you're doing service, you're driving around on your own. So that's kind of where we started this, right? Here's a podcast. Yep. I ran out of music to listen to, you know, driving around doing service. You just kind of, you know, go to the end of the internet and back. Um, so I'm like, man, I want to put out a podcast. So, you know, that's what happened. I started listening to podcasts and I'm like, damn, I'm learning quite a bit of shit here. I'm listening to HVAC know-it-all and, you know, he's one of the greats, man. I mean, you know, he, Brian Orr. I listened to Brian Orr tonight. Both of them. I got, they have they know. have pioneered this whole movement, right? Right. Uh, Mike Mayberry, uh, he's another one. Uh, yep. Yeah, they've all been pioneers in this whole movement. They were on before anybody, you know. Um, but it's just interesting, man. Um, this I just lost my train of thought. What I was going to go with that, but it's it's this industry and social media i mean it's just changed everything um and it's interconnected us as a community and a family that people who are just passionate about this craft that we can all learn from each other right right and, uh and just try to truly be the best that we can possibly be and when we elevate if we can all elevate together the whole industry elevates 
and uh, and, that's and that's ultimately that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's that's half the problem. There's so much, and, and I saw this, you know, growing up. Like I grew up in a very small rural area, and there weren't a ton of contractors, and there were a few that we we did our best to be friends and competitors with. But then there were others that just hated all the rest of us that did it the right way because we constantly got them in trouble either with the state or the state was asking us to fix their fuck up oh there it was yep i always 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 lose one to do that i always lose one or two i always lose one or two i try to keep it pg but uh i got one more in the tank last episode i blew through the first two in the first two ten minutes so i was like yeah i gotta gotta hold it back now um well, I always try to think, you know, these podcasts can essentially last for a hundred years, right? So I know, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, not, but no, I love. I, I remember. But what no, I was everyone, every, yeah, everyone beats on each other, and there's no reason to. For sure, for no. sure. Um, well, the people who aren't doing it right, just like the people who are hiding behind exactly. accounts, right? So exactly. But yeah, podcasting. I mean, it's changed the game, right? And. You know, I, I do some podcasting. I don't make it a regular thing. I just, when I find an interesting person and an interesting topic, we go for it. Um, right. Like tomorrow, I'm doing a, uh, a podcast with somebody and it's t- topicked around um, uh, mental health yep. and how important that is. And that's something that we really should be talking about. Um, but one of, the, my, one of my best podcasts that I've ever done, I sat down with two chiropractors. And we talked about, I think the title of it is how HVAC effed up my body. And it was a great episode. Like people were hitting me up and they're like, dude, that was an amazing podcast. Had nothing to do with HVAC other than that HVAC just beats up your body. You know what I mean? And we didn't talk really a whole lot about HVAC. We just talked about why you should get adjustments and, you know, your, your body and how you have to take care of your body because it's the only one you got and it's got to last you, you know? And in our industry, culture, right, the old school mindset is, oh, man, just get in there and do it. Like, just grab that thing. You know, it's like, no, how about we do it safe? And how about I don't right. go home with a hurt back tonight because that could not heal right, you know, tomorrow. So, well, yeah. you talk about the mental health thing. You know, one of the things that, that Dennis and I kind of talked about when we first started doing this, we said we know at some point there's going to be a position where we're going to want to try to get at least some kind of affiliate marketing or something to kind of help pay to grow this to a point. Because as you know, uh, you can't start selling merch for free. Uh, you can't do all these other things without having a little bit of, of income to help fund these different right. things. But we didn't want to just advertise whatever we could get whenever, just because that would throw it out there. If we were going to advertise something or talk about something, we wanted to bring value to our people and what we do. So like that's the reason we do the better help ads was that was one of the first things I went after is because we see it day in and day out. I've seen it on the wholesale side with guys like myself that are sales guys, especially the last couple of years that has been extremely difficult between shortages and everything else dictating our paychecks way before anything else that we've done. Um, You know, it, it gets very stressful and you know, it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Um, right. And you should never, and you should never feel bad to want to take care of yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's whether it's physical health, mental health, anything else, just like you were talking about. Um, we have to take care of ourselves in order to do our job the best way into the best of our abilities and to the best of, you know, for our contractors, our customers and everyone else that we're involved in. I agree. 
Yeah. Yeah, the the mental health thing, man, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real deal. That's why we brought better help on. Um, Of course, I can't believe you said that. That's a perfect ad drop, right there. Boom! I'm gonna drop it. (laughs) They probably want us to drop it a little sooner, Um, but. Well, I think that we all need to, whether you're an HVAC or not, just we're human beings, right? And I think that Bingo. it's important yep. that you take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And I think if you can really hammer out those four things and stay on top of it, it's not something that you do in a day or do in a week or do in a couple months or even in a year. It's an ongoing process that you have to stay on top of for your entire life. But you will truly be a better person you'll be a more enjoyable person to be around you'll be a better dad you'll be a better friend um you know you'll be uh, just a better human being and you'll live a happier and, and better life if you can do that 100 yeah. percent. that's correct so like we said like i said earlier um we don't want to keep you too long and we don't want to drag too much uh secret information out of you um I would like to have you back on. We get closer and see where we're at. Um, is there anything you want to go over with the influencer panel? Maybe throw out the names or anything like that. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Nicole Bush, um, over at AHR, I'm sure you know who she is. Yep. 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 So she asked me to moderate a panel, um, and I told her that I would pretend like I didn't, I would pretend and act like as if I knew what I was doing because I truly don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, Fake it till you make it, Ben. Right? Yeah. And um, and her response was like, "Oh, stop it! You'll be fine." You know. Um, and so I just try to stay humble through all this stuff, man. I mean, it's a it's a really an, it's humbling and honoring that somebody of that uh, you know AHR that magnitude, right? That size in our industry would ask little old me to come and and do something for them. So. Uh, it's humbling for sure, but um, she asked uh, basically if I had any ideas of who I would want to be on this panel, and we just kind of threw a long laundry list of names out, and then I just said, pick who you want, and uh, this is kind of who she ended up picking. Um, she's going with Jess, HVAC Jess. She's out of Canada. She's actually right. an award winner. Uh, she was our very first Lady of the Trade Award. Um, Rachel, HVAC Ra-Ra. Um, she's a women-owned business um, out of, um, is it Massachusetts? Massachusetts, yep. Rhode Island, and yeah, Tri-State. I think they, they're Tri-State, yep. Yeah, uh, she's, and she's a super cool chick for sure. Um, yep, she was great on our show too. She was a lot of fun. Uh, my buddy Jeff J. Dem, uh, Jeff DiMasseri, um, he's a guy who's got probably some, excuse me, probably some of the best installs on the, on the social media right now. Mike Flynn also, um, he's been a pioneer too. He's been uh, definitely a powerhouse. Uh, his uh, Flintstone one, you can find him on Instagram. Uh, Northwest HVAC Jamie Christensen, um, he is uh, actually used to be a um, in the union, and he left and is now started his own company. So and he's uh, killing the game. Uh, Aaron Bond was another award winner. Uh, he won Picture Perfect Install last year. Um, he's out of Canada and he, he's also part of your Canadian group there. He is, he is a master of his craft. We'll just put it like that. Um, yep. Chris Stevens, HVACR videos, another award winner, uh, best social content award. 
Uh, he's out of California, runs his own company, and um, he's got an incredible YouTube channel. He's got an incredible following on podcasts, uh, HVAC Overtime. He's he's doing he's making a lot of moves. Really good guy, super humble, super super knowledgeable at what he does. Uh, Omar Harris, uh, Omar the Plumber. Um, I've only met him one time. That was at AHR. I don't know. Uh, other than that, I don't know much about him except for that he's a master of his craft too, but on the plumbing side. Um, Eric Oni. Uh, that's correct. I'm glad you changed that. I know. I just realized it <laughs> when I put it uh, in there. Yeah, a lot of people mispronounce his last name, uh, but it's pronounced Oni. Uh, Eric Oni, Mechanical Hub. Uh, he's got an incredible following. He was also another award winner. Um, he was Mentor of the Year Award. Uh, back in Vegas, super great guy, um, super fun guy to be with. Um, and essentially, you know, what we're going to do with this panel is just talk about social media and talk about how it's changed the game. Talk about the struggles that we're we're facing in our industry right now, right? And the changes that are coming. So it's not like, I mean, there's kind of an agenda, right? But there's not right. not really an agenda because when somebody starts talking about something, it's going to spawn something else, and it's just going to kind of go wherever it goes. And I'm sure we're going to get questions from the audience as well. So, but, Sweet. Uh, but yeah, that would be Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, at the AHR Expo. So if you are going to Expo, uh, be sure to find us on the itinerary. Find out which room we're going to be in. I was going to say room TBA. Yeah, I don't even know. So I don't even think she, Nicole's gave, giving me that I information. I don't think any of the rooms have been announced for anything yet because ah, none, none of the press rooms event. are announced or any of that other stuff either. Yeah. So so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, if you're going to be at HR, um, definitely, you know, check us out. Uh, all the all the big all the big guys on social media are going to be in one room. It's going to be a good time. So I want to hold up a sign with a turkey that says Jeff on it and see if he notices it and laughs. <laughs> yeah jeff had a yeah when he was on our show he talked about he had a fight with a bunch of turkeys on an install it was that's funny it was great um so cool man well look we'll let you go um you know appreciate you coming on the show for sure and taking a little time with us um can't wait to see you at the event like i said hopefully we can get you back on here before and uh see what you got updated just to you know if there's something you want to put out there let us know um yeah it's all coming always, together man so we're, yeah we're, we're getting there i'm looking forward to seeing some more videos of you putting that thing together and uh me and ryan's trying to pick out what we're wearing i i'm trying I, I really wanted to wear the baby blue and orange suit like from <laughs> dumb and dumber but i can't seem to talk him into it uh <laughs> I, I, I won't be mad at you. Let me just put the cane and the top hat, and I can just hit him right in the back when we walk in. <laughs> It'll be perfect. <laughs> oh, the younger generation knows nothing about that. Right? <laughs> we'll be, we'll be the, there'll be like four people in there that know that. Well, you sent me your outfit last night, and I felt like you were just trying to be Tersh. That's funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? Or, yeah, Tersh is going to come in there with a suit and a hat on. Um,. <laughs> Suit the backwards hat on. Hirsch is always going to surprise you for sure. Right? Yeah. All right, man. Well, take it easy. Have a good night. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon and see you on Instagram. Appreciate your time, man. Thanks, man. you guys. We'll see I won't waste another minute. No, I won't. I'm a man on a minute.